I don't think that that first shift was nearly as difficult as it is for a lot of people because I think I was meant to build something myself. Yeah, and I, I see that, and that, that's the, you know that's exactly what Priya also said. I'm I'm just so amazed at how aligned you two are because oh, really? you're calling her your best friend, and she was saying she's Vina's my best friend. It's it's like I can see oh, the alignment, funny. and I can see how how that partnership would you know so work so well together. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think it's it's very important for people starting out, like you had mentioned, to kind of go through that phase of developing that trust with somebody before you actually. Yes. Uh, get into that partnership and get into that long term uh, in, into that long term relationship. Um, yeah. But 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 uh, Vina, you know, when you started out, of course, you had brought Priya onto your team, right? Um, and she was sort of you were more knowledgeable about real estate versus her being, uh, you know, more knowledgeable. How have you helped her gain her footing? And I'm asking this question because. Um, sometimes that's very important, even as a visionary or even as a leader in your group, for you to do that for the rest of the team so that you can have a better and a much more effective team. Yeah, I think so. I think Priya consumes the content I put out there, ironically enough, which I didn't realize until recently, where she'll like say something. She's like, oh, you know, that podcast you did with so and so. And I'm like, did I? And she's like, yeah, I watched it. And I'm like, are you just like watching all of my stuff? This is so weird. Right. Um, but I think what actually was, and and, you know, working with family can be challenging sometimes. And so our relationship is not without its challenges too. And I think one of the things that was especially challenging for us in the beginning was it's so easy to fall into these sibling roles that we've had our whole lives. Right. And what I realized early on was Priya would come to me and she would ask me, hey, should we do this or this? And I'm like, well, I don't know. What do I know? I have no, I, I can make a decision, but I don't know why we would do either or what. But I'm like, you're the queen of your castle. Move forward. And she was so scared to make a mistake because she didn't want to like let me down or make the wrong mistake or whatever. And, you know, I finally told her, I said, Priya, we're partners and I wanted you to be my partner because I need someone to take on some of the heavy load here. Like I need someone to do the heavy lifting alongside of me. I would not have asked you to do that. And I would not ask you to make these decisions if you were not capable, if you were not able to do these things. And look, you're going to make mistakes sometimes. We all do. I do too, right? What matters more is that at the time you made the best decision with the information you had available and then we'll work through the mistakes or what we need to redo together. Like it's not like I have perfect decision making skills either. And I think once we had that kind of reset conversation, that really helped let her let go of some of the pressure she was putting on herself. I was not putting that pressure on her. And I think that helped her kind of step into the limelight a little bit more and you know, for me, more than the knowledge base, I actually try to push her outside of her comfort zone, like by having her come on your podcast, right? Like that was <laughs> really, really intimidating for her and very much outside. Of, like she, you won't believe this yesterday before she was recording her podcast, she calls me and she's like, okay, I'm just going to cancel. And I'm like, no, <laughs> you can't cancel. And she's like, no, I just don't want to do this. This is awful. I was like, listen, you're just having a conversation with a friend. And she's like, I know. And I would have a conversation with Avishkar. I love him. Like, I would hang out with him. I would go grab a beer with him. But I don't want to do this. And I was like, good, you should do it then. 
<laughs> and I can tell you that she was great on the show. <laughs> well, you can hear it. Well, you be the judge of it when, when it comes out. I think she was phenomenal. And uh, we had a fun conversation. Oh, yeah. uh, but I want to get back to your story, you know. Yeah. Um, and I wanted to ask you about something um, that I think is, is important. You know, when we are growing in our, in our space or, or growing in whatever we're doing, there have to be certain internal shifts that we have to make mm-hmm. and we have to always keep evolving, right? Yeah. Um, what changes did you have to make internally when you kind of pivoted from your W-2 to becoming a full-time real estate investor and how has that changed over time with you being now having transacted over $900 million? So the first pivot, I don't actually know that it felt like a really huge pivot because it turns out like I was not meant to work for somebody else. That's just not my personality, right? Like I, I actually, I've been offered many jobs over my lifetime, right? And most recently I was offered a job where someone wanted to pay me multiple seven figures to come and work for them. And I was like, wow, like none of the stress of entrepreneurship, but like, no, I don't want to work for you. I don't want to work for somebody else. Um, so I think like I was always kind of a dictator bee more than a worker bee, right? Like <laughs> that's more my style. I want to like, I want to shape something. I want to build something. I want to be a part of something bigger than me that I can have creative control over and the visionary in me, right? I want the vision of that to be what is from like inside here. And so I don't think that that first shift was nearly as difficult as it is for a lot of people because I think I was meant to build something myself. And I've been an entrepreneur since I was like really young, like three years old, I had my first business, right? And so for me, I've just always had that in me. That wasn't as big a shift. What I think is a bigger shift is like now we're kind of seeing like Vina 2.0, if you will, or maybe 3.0 if you consider, you know, corporate Vina, then investor Vina. And now I'm moving more into impact Vina, right? And community. Yeah, I was going to ask you about like, what's the, what's the change that you've seen with the community that, that you've built? Oh my gosh. I had no, if I had known how much I would love this, I would have done it years ago, years ago. But I think, you know, imposter syndrome probably would have knocked me pretty big, quickly back down and not let me do it. But um, now, you know, I, I have a different mindset, right? The, what's the worst that can happen? And, you know, my thought was when I started building this community that, you know, you're very active in, you're a leader in the community. Um, when I started seeking out people to build this community with, my thought was, okay, nobody's going to want to be part of it. Nobody's going to want to like help anybody else. Nobody shares this passion or this vision. And that was such a limited mindset, right? It was like, nobody has the audacity to go out and build this community that we're building together. And now I found my people, right? Like I found the people that are like, no, this is the thing and we should do this and this needs to exist and we're going to make sure it happens. And so for me, that's really exciting is to be around people who share Vina, I don't know, we're going to call it 3.0, Vina 3.0's vision of what this is. And just, it's amazing to me how much, you know, the leaders in the community just pour into the other people there. And like, it's, it feels like a family. It really does. And I love that. Yeah, I think I, I get the same sense in the in the community. And 
uh, I, I mean, I'm honored that you're calling me a leader, but, but honestly, I don't know what I did, but, but, you know, having said that, I think, um, I think as humans, we grow faster and bigger if you're more collaborative than competitive. And I know you've mentioned this before, like when you came and I've seen this in the real estate space, like people are very competitive, but I think if you have to grow, you have to be much more collaborative. Totally. What do you think? Yeah, I think that actually is like the one of the biggest changes that I've had in mindset is not just like collaboration over competition, but also abundance. And, right. you know, it's funny because I even I do a lot of like reflection on where I was not even that long ago, like even a few years ago. And I think back to how I would have treated some of the questions that I get asked or some of the things I get asked for now how I would have responded to those back then, like Vina 2.0 versus Vina 3.0, right? And as an example, right, we do a lot of educational calls and I open my playbook for you guys. I don't hold anything back. You guys ask questions and I'm like, yep, this is how I did it. I don't know if it's the best, but it worked for me. Here's what I would do different. And Vina 2.0 would have never have done that. I would have never have given you like my roles and responsibilities worksheets and templates and like my LOI templates and my broker, I would have never given you that. And I think part of it was this industry, especially in multifamily is very, I don't want to say like secretive, but it's very, and maybe com competitive is a good word where everybody kind of like holds their cards like this, like, Oh no, 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 no. I don't want you to see this because I have a winning hand and I don't want you to have a winning hand. And then it was being around people that truly had an abundance mindset and they were like, why do you care? And I was like, because this is what we're supposed to do. This is proprietary. And they're like, yeah, but why do you care? And I was like, okay, fine. Way to ask me this question that's going to turn my whole world upside down, right? And so I was like, <laughs> why do I care? And I couldn't pinpoint it. I could only pinpoint it as those were the behaviors I learned from the people that I was around. And... Right. I was like, okay, I always say a rising tide lifts all boats. And I believe that. If a rising tide lifts all boats, then I want to help make the tide rise. I don't want to stifle it. And right. I started, that's where Vina 3.0, I think, was the thought was born or the mindset was born. And then it really started moving once I started seeing that there were other people that were like-minded in this community and in this space that wanted the same things that I wanted. And I, it just felt, it felt good that I could save someone from hours and hours of work or so much heartache by doing it the right way because of something I learned like 10 years ago. If I can give that to you now, I can make your trajectory a shortcut. I can shorten your time frame, And then I know we're going to do deals along the way. I know we're going to be able to do like, you know, even if there's like friendly competition, I don't mind that. Right. Because at right. some point we're going to collaborate and that shift from like scarcity to abundance, life changing. Um, and that shift to from competition to collaboration and actually meaning it, not just saying it, but actually putting your money where your mouth is that changed the entire path of my business. And I think that's why Vina 3.0 exists now. 
Yeah, and you know, uh, I, I mean, you'll, you'll probably already know that I was mentioning this book that I've recently finished, The Almanac of Naval Ravikant, and I mean, it is mind-blowing. Not that I did not already know a lot of the stuff that he mentions there, and I've not that I've not thought about it or contemplated on what he mentions there, but it's amazing. It's amazing to see that how a lot of people that I've seen are very successful in their lives and their careers think similarly. And, you know, the underpinning thing everywhere that I've seen, like that really puts people who are super successful a cut above the others is this abundance mindset. Inevitably, I've seen that. I agree. And, I totally agree. I mean, I'll give you an example. So the other day I was on a call with somebody and we were discussing um, this whole concept of, you know, sharing my list and this and that. I said, sure, you should not share your list. But let me ask you this. How are you bringing value to somebody else? Uh, are you familiar with Sadhguru? Mm-hmm, yeah. He's, he's like a guru, right? Yeah. So I said, I said this to that person. I said, do you think if Sadhguru went to any part of this, of this earth, right, on any, any, any continent, any country, do you think he would ever have to worry about a place to live in? Or do you think he would ever mm. have to worry about, you know, food? Or do you think he would, if he ever wanted to fly private, do you think he would ever need to worry about that? Yeah. And, and the answer is no, because he's given so much value to people directly or through social media yeah. that it's, it's put him in a position where these things are, at this point, inconsequential. Like, yeah. They're at, at his fingertips. And at the end of the day, it's not about money anymore, right? It's not about money. It's about these experiences that we have in life. Yeah. And you can only enhance uh, your experiences by having this abundance mindset. Totally. I 100% agree with everything you just said. So it, has, it, was, it, was, uh, it was challenging for me. I mean, when I started out, not in real estate, even before that, it was... Yeah. Always about competition. You know how medicine is. Everybody's competing. Yeah. You want to make sure that you're at the top, you know. And, yeah. and overall, in medicine, the, uh, you know, the whole ideology is it's very, I want to say the underpinning um, framework is it's sort of punitive. And the mm. reason and it's, it's there for a reason because you don't want to make mistakes in medicine, right? You want to make sure that you're doing the right yeah. thing for your patients. But I think... In the rest of the industries, it becomes much more, uh, you know, much more open. You're much more open to making those mistakes. Um, and, uh, you know, it, 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 that kind of yeah. changes things in different industries. So I, th- I think overall having that mindset of growth and having that mindset of being okay yeah. to make those mistakes and understanding that there are going to be people around you to help you grow bigger mm-hmm. is, is a big change that is required um, in being successful in life. Totally. And I think you have to just get out of your comfort zone a lot of times, right? Like it's easy for us to get comfortable. I, even me, right? Like I, I've been getting comfortable and then, you know, I have friends that are like, no, this is not the next level. Let's keep going. And I'm like, oh, I have to do all like the whole community thing, right? Like that was very uncomfortable for me. And I still second guess myself sometimes, but I keep moving forward and I'm figuring it out as I go. And I have Like I said, leadership in the community is wildly helpful with figuring it out as we go. 
All right, guys, if you haven't done already, please go check out my free video series on how to do due diligence on operators and on deals before investing in them. It's called Real Estate Rx for Passive Investors, and it's available at www.rerxcourse.com.